All right, on to the Pacific Division. Let's start at the top, and we have the two Alberta teams at the top. The question is, which one do we feel more strongly about? Let's get right into it. All right, well, the Calgary Flames, you know, it's funny how the the mood of an organization can swing in, you know, 24 hours. I remember seeing, oh, you know, we've lost... Uh, We've lost uh, Gaudreau, and Kachak has requested a trade. Oh, woe is us. And then Brad Tree Living goes and pulls, I would say, the best trade of the offseason here, Mac, and that's saying something, by trading Matthew Kachuk for Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan Huberto, two really, really good players. And then you go and get Nazem Kadri too. This is a good Flames team. I would argue that... This is a team that could be even better than last year's Flames team. I think it's a bit more well-rounded team. Mackenzie Weger obviously is the team's best defenseman, but they've got a really good defensive core now. They've got a really good offensive core. About, I'd say on par with last year's offense. They've got uh, Mark Strimple. I think we'll have a better year this year, Mac. He had a bit of an up-and-down year last year, but we know what Markstrom's capable of, and I think he could really have a really good bounce back year. So to me, Calgary, you know, yeah, the those 24 hours when two of your best players wanted out was tough, but I think that uh, the Flames fans are pretty happy right now going into the season. Are they a better team than they were last year? Are they more well-built for a longer run in the playoffs? I think the answer is yes. You know, last year, Daryl Sutter tried his best to make them a really good defensive team. And for the most part, they were. But if you look at how they were built, especially the defense and the guys he was asking to play those big minutes, you bring in a guy like Mackenzie Weger, that's what he can do. He can bring the offense and he can play excellent defense. That's a huge upgrade for them. And you look at the other additions they made. I mean, Nazem Kadri is a really good player. He should do well with the Flames this year. You know, Michael Backlund's line last year, they actually played really well on both sides of the puck. They just didn't score a lot of goals. Okay, now I've got some great news for you Flames fans. This is the last year of Milan Lucic's contract. How about that? <laughs> and I like Milan Lucic, and I think he could maybe re-sign for a smaller number, but you won't have to look at that ugly cap hit after this year. So, yeah, I think this Flames team is better than Edmonton, even though Edmonton gets all the hype because of the moves they made. Ultimately, like I said, Brad Tree Living was forced into trying to make moves to keep this team good. And people wondered, okay, well, Kachuk is gone. Gaudreau's gone. What are we left with here? And people were worried, and I get that. Man, this team is still really good, and I'm really excited to see what they do. All right, well, let's go to their provincial rivals in the Edmonton Oilers. And, you know, to me, this is a team that's very similar to last year's team, except they've got a huge upgrade in net. You know, Jack Campbell is a big upgrade in net over Smith and Koskinen. And I'm sure you very much remember the uh, conference finals last year against the Colorado Avalanche where goaltending just let the Oilers down. There, there's no way around it. And having a guy like Jack Campbell who can give you some stability in net is a big plus for the Oilers. But this, to me, Mac, is still a team with similar flaws to last year. You know, they're still a top-heavy team. I still have questions about the bottom six, the bottom pairing defense I do have some questions about Jack Campbell. As you mentioned earlier in the show, Jack Campbell had some... He sort of had average numbers last year, and that could be more than enough for Edmonton. But still, there may be nights where the Oilers need 
strong goaltending and they just get average goaltending and that could cost them. So to me, Edmonton is still going to be a good team this year, Mac, of course, but they're a team with the same flaws as last year. Well, you know what? I think the the word you're looking for is the honeymoon period is over. The fans are expecting results now. You made these big moves in the offseason. You brought in your goaltending, and apparently now they're signing uh, Jake Vertanen and Jason Demers to PTOs. I don't like the Vertanen move for obvious reasons. I don't think he should be playing in the NHL again, but this is what Ken Holland does. Now, there's not really much else for us to talk about, right? This is still a good team. I don't think we're expecting much different results than last year. The question is always going to be, how far can they go in the playoffs? So let's move on to the Los Angeles Kings. Oh, the Kings are going to be good this year, Mac. I think uh, last year was just the... To steal a line for the Blue Jays, Mac, last year was the trailer, and this year's the movie. <laughs> but I oh, Wait, wait, so you're saying they're going next level? Well, next level in terms of they're going to be a team that's going to make no noise. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't mm -hmm. think it's play. I don't think it's Stanley Cup. It's not going to be Stanley Cup. But look, they're going to be a very good team and a team that's going to be a tough outcome playoff time because they added Kevin Fiala, a guy who will give them some much needed goal scoring help. They've got Anze Kopitar is going to be fun. Jersey's going to hopefully come up and make a big impact again this year as a power play quarterback. This is a team, Mac, that you and I both have really, really been high on for a while. And I think that this year, they're just going to make that next step. Yeah, no question. I mean, Kevin Fiala is going to add a lot to the team. They needed another goal scorer. You've got a bunch of really good young players. It seems like they need a little bit more time to develop, but great things are ahead for this organization and it's only a matter of time before they start challenging for the top of the division you know no question Edmonton and Calgary are the top of this division but it won't be long before LA takes that next step but right now they're still a very good team very good defensively Jonathan Quick can still play and I think Cal Peterson will bounce back from not a great year last year to be a really good tandem so let's move on to the Seattle Kraken. Well, yeah. Well, this is a team, Mac, that you're pretty big on, actually. Uh, I still have some questions about them. But look, they're going to be a better team than they were last year. Last year was a really tough year. And, you know, the expectations that got placed on them because of what Vegas did were just unfair. Vegas was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And they brought in some good players. You know, they brought in Bjorkstrand. I really like that addition. They brought in Burakovsky. And... Shane Wright in the draft, you know, these are three guys that can make a big impact right away. And I, I don't think Seattle is going to struggle as much last year. And they may not even finish last place, but I don't think they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. However, I like the direction they're going. That's fair. I, I'm a little higher on them because I think I look at what they brought in for really a good price. You know, Oliver Bjorkstrand, they got for pretty much nothing. An excellent two-way player, a guy that every team would love to have if they can fit him in cap-wise. They got him from Columbus. Andre Burakovsky, a player they got from the Stanley Cup winning Avalanche. Good play driver and goal scorer. And you also got Shane Wright in the draft too, which I don't think Ron Francis expected. I'm optimistic. I think they've got enough. Maybe Matt Beneers can make an impact this year. Who knows? I think you're going to see a bounce back year from Grubauer. They're going to put that first year behind them, learn from it. I just think this team is a little more well-structured than the other teams in the division. Maybe I'm higher on them than most, but that's where I have them finishing. All right, well, let's go up 
to Vancouver here, Mac, and Vancouver's got some expectations this year. They were much better under Bruce Boudreaux. There's no denying it. And they've got some NHL stars on their roster. They've got Elias Pettersson. They've got Thatcher Demko. They've got some guys who are really, really good. The question is, is it going to be enough to make the playoffs this year? It wasn't last year. And, of course, the start last year really derailed their playoff hopes towards the end of the season. But do you think it's going to be enough for them to make that next step into the playoffs? Because playoffs could be very tough in the Pacific this year. There's some good teams. I look at what they have, and I can say they have a lot of talent. And I think if they can just be a little more consistent, they don't have to be like a 100-point team or anything like that. But if they can just, like you said, get off to a better start, try not to have some of those big, long losing streaks, and continue that momentum that they were building playing under Boudreaux, Elias Pettersson needs to be better. It He just needs to be better. He was not good at all last year. But to be honest, if you look at his results last year, I don't think he can be much worse than he was. You know, JT Miller, you're expecting him to be a, another big-time point getter this year. No reason not to expect that. Quinn Hughes, a guy who, if he has a really good year, could challenge for the Norris Trophy. Who knows? There's a lot of talent here. I really like Bud Colson. He's still a little raw, but he's got a lot of tools. Niels Hoaglander, another good player. But I think, you know, you look at what Vancouver has. I went in between them and Seattle for this third spot in the division. And I really think it's very close. Vancouver is definitely better. I just don't know how much better. All right, let's go to Las Vegas, Mac. And I think <laughs> I think you and I have very similar thoughts on the Vegas Golden Knights here. Uh, I don't think they're a playoff team this year. I really don't. They're a team that's in a lot of cap trouble. They've got some aging guys. You know, Mark Stone, he's had some injury troubles, and I don't know if they're going to get better anytime soon. But, you know, Eichel wasn't healthy last year. He should be better this year. He should be back. But it's not going to be enough. You know, they had to give a give up Pacioretty for nothing, really, because of their cap situation. I think Vegas is not going to be good enough to be a playoff team this year. I really don't. I don't see the trio of Michael Hutchison, Logan Thompson, and Aiden Hill propelling them to a playoff spot. I don't think that's crazy to say. You have to wonder what you're getting from Jack Eichel at this point. Is he worth that $11 million price tag? Right now, the answer is no. If he doesn't start playing well and putting up big-time numbers, it already looks like Buffalo is running away with that trade. So let's move on to a team that's exciting and fun to watch. And they're not quite there yet, but they're getting there, and that's the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, the Ducks are a fun team to watch, Mac. There's no doubt about it. They've got some great young talent, and, you know... They got Zellwinger, they got McTavish, who I think is going to make a really big step forward this year. You know, he showed flashes last year. You and I have seen what he can do in the OHL. We've seen flashes of what he can do at the NHL. And I think that this year is going to be a big step forward for them. They've got some great players to back them up to. They've got Klingberg, Stone, excuse me, Strom, Vitrano, and that's just naming a few. This is a good team, Mac. And... Anaheim very well could make a step into the playoffs. Because remember last year, Mac, for the first few months of the season, they were on base for a playoff spot. Mm -hmm. And they just fell off mid-January and unfortunately fell out and flamed out. But the potential is there. We know that they've got some great players. they got guys like Steele, who I think have the potential to have another really good year. And... Anaheim's only getting better. That's the scary thing, Mac. We saw what they could do last year when they had a bunch of rookies 
and old guys who were uh, who were just skating around, playing, having fun. And I think as long as they can they can play for one another, have some fun, they can make some serious noise in the Pacific this year. The, the expectations on them are pretty low, and that's a dangerous thing as we've seen in years past in the NHL. Yeah, no question they're better. Mason McTavish is now more ready for the NHL than he's ever been. He wasn't quite ready last year. Klingberg is a very nice addition that really improves their defense. Ryan Strom is a quality player. Frank Vitrano, quality player. And I want to mention Olin Zellweger real quick because if you guys haven't seen this kid play, he is a dynamic, elite skating defenseman who not only is you know a smaller defenseman and can bring the offense but he also is excellent at defense the ducks are just loaded with young talent and they're really fun to watch i agree they could definitely be higher than we're ranking them right now there is still some questions and we still feel like the other teams in front of them have a little bit more veteran talent and are a little bit more of a sure thing but could i see anaheim finishing ahead of vegas or maybe even ahead of vancouver it's definitely possible all right let's move on to the last team in the pacific here and that's san jose and look san jose is a team that is in rebuilding and unfortunately for them there's just teams that are going to be tanking a little harder than them but the San Jose Sharks still have some great additions, and they've got some great prospects. I think that guys like Eklund and Bordalo will be good guys for their team at some point, but they're not a good hockey team right now, Mac. And they've still got a, a lot of things to sort out. They've still got that Eric Carlson contract that's eating a lot of cap for them, and that hmm. contract's not going anywhere. And I do hope that Eric Carlson can stay healthy because I saw him play when he was healthy last year, and he's not the player he once was. Injuries have seen to that, unfortunately. But he is—he was a good two-way player when healthy last year. So if he can, if he can stay healthy, he might live up a bit more to that contract, and he could really help this San Jose team. But look, they're not going to be a good team this year. Everyone knows that they're in a rebuild, and I think that there there are pieces that are starting to form there, and they need another good draft to really get some more prospects. And they need, they need to ship off some of those bad contracts that they haven't been able to move yet as well. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We're glad to be back. We're hoping to get back on a more regular schedule moving forward. We're still aiming for two episodes a month, and we're confident we can do that for all of you. So you know where to find us. We're on every podcast platform. Just look for the white, blue, and red logo. Center Ice is presented by the National Podcast Network, and you can follow us on Twitter at Center Ice Radio. Enjoy the season, guys. We're all really excited. You should be too. Take care, stay safe, have fun.